Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach of the Emotional Elevator Show. Well, welcome tonight. This is a very interesting show for me. I am Sandy Burke. I am your host of Emotional Elevator. And tonight's topic is, can psychological trauma cause addiction? And what is addiction? Addiction is something we use as substance food. Um, some of the ones I said was retail therapy to elevate our emotions or to balance out our emotions, or to suppress emotions. And this topic tonight is very um, important to me. Um, if you didn't watch my first show and come into my psychological trauma on my second show, you need to go back and watch them because you'll know a little bit about me. But I am the child of an alcoholic. And with saying that, and also my dad's addiction was sweets and smoking so i know firsthand what addiction is i've experienced addiction myself mine is not on the same spectrum as theirs but it still was an addiction so what qualifies an addiction so to me addiction is qualified as anything you have to use to maintain your emotions to elevate them or to maintain them or to suppress them. So there's many addictions out there. And the reason this topic is so good for me this week. So let me give you a little story. This past weekend, I walked in the Out of the Darkness suicide walk on Saturday. Um, I've had many people in my life commit suicide. Not many people, I shouldn't say that. I personally have had a few people commit suicide in my life. My children have also experienced suicide in their life as young as sixth grade. And with that being said, I realize that when there always has been loss in my family, and I see it all the time, I just recently saw it too, where when there's a loss and we're afraid of someone's emotions, we want to give them a pill. All that pill is doing is suppressing the emotion. What we're basically telling somebody, and I just remembered that this weekend because I really decided to let go of the emotions walking on the suicide walk and remembering the people who did commit suicide because I did have someone very close to me, a fiance, commit suicide because we broke up. The suicide note was left to me. Well, I just suppressed it. I never fully dealt with it. I just suppressed it. And as I remember going through funerals of my grandparents, my mother has passed away, my father has passed away, my first husband passed away. Everyone wanted to give me a pill and say, this will help you get through it. Think about that. I was given a pill to suppress or to make me feel good at someone I love's funeral. So that's where addiction can start and become such a big part of someone's life because just think if I'm going through a funeral with someone I care deeply about the first time it was my grandmother who I was very very close with but just think and I started feeling good 
what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to continue to want that pill in my life whenever I'm feeling bad. That's addiction. And we promote it by not saying it's okay that you're not happy right now. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to want to bust open that casket. It's okay to be angry and want to pound your fist. But instead, what do we do? Here, take this so you'll feel better. No, this is where addiction comes to play in people's lives. Because addiction is, we're trying to elevate emotions. Think about it. When uh, alcohol, so I am the daughter of an alcoholic. My mom tried to use alcohol to elevate her emotions all the time. She was never happy with herself. She was never happy in life. So what did she do? She used alcohol to bring her that feeling. The problem is she never realized that the alcohol was accentuating, accentuating, I hope I said that right, what she was feeling. And she never knew it because she would get drunk enough where as a child, I got to see the anger, full-blown anger, because she drank while she was angry. Now, those are addictions that we all see, we talk about, we, oh, you know, they're a substance abuser, they're addicted to alcohol, they're addicted to pain pills, they're addicted to this, but we don't talk about the addictions that are right at home. We don't talk about the addictions that can't harm other people or might not even harm us. And those addictions that I'm talking about is one that was my addiction. And my addiction was emotional eating. Every time I felt sad, I ate. Every time I felt happy, I ate. Every time I was mad, I ate. Food became my addiction. And I never saw it as an addiction because was it harming anybody? No. Did it end up harming myself? Yes, it harmed my health. I ended up pre-diabetic. I ended up with a lot of, I have a lot of autoimmune diseases. Did I chalk it completely up to my emotional eating? No. I can chalk it up to, and this will probably be conversation later down the road, I can chalk it up to my psychological trauma and my everything cause my immune deficiencies. So Emotional eating is an addiction. Why is it an addiction? Because I was trying to elevate my emotions through food, and I was trying to maybe suppress emotions through food. So, and I realized that this weekend, um, this week too, that after the suicide walk, I didn't care to go run and get food. Normally, it would have been something sweet. I did go eat after because we did walk a mile and it was around noontime. And, you know, I did go get something, but I didn't overeat before I would have gone and gotten, you know, candy and like a donut and things sweet because I felt like sweetness created an elevated emotion for me. But that's just one that we don't talk a lot about. Let's talk about retail therapy. Retail therapy as an addiction. Why is retail therapy sometimes an addiction? Well, because sometimes when we go in and we buy something we don't need, we really don't want, 
but it makes us feel good in the moment. Maybe we're with friends and we feel like we can show off or just feel good about ourselves by buying something we don't need. And a lot of people out there, and that's where hoarding comes into play, which is an addiction. A lot of people out there do retail therapy as an addiction. Because when they're feeling sad, oh, I'll go buy myself a new blouse. I'm feeling happy, so it's okay if I spend this money on a new blouse. That's an addiction because we are also elevating our emotions by using retail when we really don't need those items, clothes, or sometimes we use retail therapy as an addiction for others. That's a big one there, people. Addiction for others. So when I got into my marriage now, between my husband and I, we have six kids. I also have grandchildren. I married into this relationship with grandchildren. I became addicted to retail therapy because I wanted to prove to other people that I could spend this money. I could buy these things. I could buy people's love. That is, of course, another topic. But that was part of my psychological trauma. I wanted to feel worthy. I wanted to prove my love to everybody by buying them. That's an addiction. And a lot of people don't associate that with addiction. They associate that with, I'm just doing for my kids like everybody else does. No. When you overspend to make yourself feel good, possibly make them feel good, that is an addiction. You probably never thought about that, but that is an addiction because if you have to buy things for yourself or for other people to feel good, that's an addiction. You're not doing it because they need it. You're doing it to elevate yourself. So that's an addiction. So thinking about this week, the beginning of this week, this is not a story to go, oh, I'm so sorry. This is a story to tell you that I had to, um, my husband's dog and mine was very ill. And over the weekend, we didn't think she'd make it through the weekend. We had it on Monday, take her to the vet and put her down. Very, very, very sad. Old Sandy would have gone and said, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat that gallon of ice cream. I didn't because I wanted to feel what it feels like. For that loss, I wanted to go through the emotions of a loss because I've never really done that. I've taken a magic pill or take the shot or this or that when there's ever been a loss around me. I was able to completely go through the emotions of a loss because I didn't want anything to elevate my emotions. I didn't want anything to suppress my emotions. I wanted to feel them for the first time. And I do say that sincerely. For the first time, I decided to feel the emotions. And the best thing about that was that I didn't suppress any. So nothing was going to come up months from now, weeks from now, because I suppressed my emotions. I felt through those emotions. And I'm still feeling through them. But the old Sandy 
would have ran to the freezer, gotten the ice cream or gotten some cookies or gone to the store. Hey, honey, go get the donuts. I would have completely used food to elevate or suppress my emotions. And I chose not to. And that's what psychological trauma can cause addiction. Because it's the trauma that I have there that I must not go through this. I need something to make me feel better. Because it is something that I experienced at a very young age. And I even put forth on my own children to not experience loss to the fullest, but do this or take this to make them not feel all the feelings they needed to feel in that moment. So could I have created addiction in my own children? Yes. I I mean, yes, I did. Now, does it make a emotional eater less than an alcoholic? No, it doesn't. It just defines it as different. Can I drive a car after I've eaten? I won't eat more than one burger, so I don't know why I'd say this. After I eat a gallon of ice cream? Yeah, I can. But it's still an addiction. And it still can cause harm. And it still can cause harm to other people if I end up with health problems because I'm a I'm an emotional eater. You know, I'm gonna dive. We're gonna about to go to a commercial break. And then I'm going to dive even into more addictions that we truly don't think about. But there's a lot of shows around it, but they don't talk about it as an addiction. They talk about the corrections of the addiction. So in a minute, we'll be right back to Emotional Elevator. Again, I'm Sandy Bird. You can reach me at Sandy at, if you want to email me, you can reach me at Sandy at emotionalelevator.com. You can reach me at the emotionalelevator.com. I'm being broadcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on many different channels right now. And you can also listen to me on Spotify. Wow, Apple. I'm drawing a blank right now. You can listen to me on many podcast formats. But we are about to go to a break. And I want to continue this conversation because a lot of people don't think about addictions. They just think about, oh, I don't have an addiction. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have an addiction. I'm not, I don't use opioids. I'm not addicted to anything, but there's more to this conversation. So we're going to take a break, but I want you to come back because there's a lot more addictions out there that we can talk about. So thank you again for joining me, Sandy Bird, on Emotional Elevator. And we're going to break now. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. 
Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Sandy Bird. This is Emotional Elevator and Inspired Choices Network. And we were just talking about my emotional eating as an addiction. And like I said, there's many addictions out there that we don't consider because when we think of addiction, we think of alcohol. We think of substance abuse, opioids. Many people around this country will tell you marijuana is not addictive. It's not addictive. None of those things are addictive. It's when we put an emotion on that, that it becomes addictive. So my first show, please go back and watch because I don't think it's really addiction. But when I get nervous, I chew my tongue. And I feel that in some ways is, is an addictive behavior because it calms me down chew on my tongue. So if ever sometimes you were ever to see me and I'm chewing on my tongue, that is an addictive behavior for me. Why do I say it's an addictive behavior? And next week's show is about addiction versus obsessions is because it stimulates me to be kind of free in my emotions when I do that. So doing a tongue is an addictive behavior for me. My brother chews his tongue. It's an addictive behavior for him. A lot of people say, oh, no, it's a nervous habit. It's a habit, but it's also something I know I can control if I want to. And that is the big thing, because now that I'm aware of it, I do control it. But it is an addiction for me. There's things that I do that are addictions. So we think about smoking as an addiction. Like I said, my father was a smoker at one point in my life because my mom hated smoking so much I smoked. But I really didn't care for it. So I could put a cigarette down. Why is that? Why is some people able all of a sudden one day, because cigarettes are very addictive. They're more addictive than, see my eyes? It's more addictive to alcohol. The thing is, is that, number one, we're convinced it's addictive because everyone out there is promoting it's an addiction. But sometimes it's how that cigarette makes somebody feel. You can relax in my thoughts. You can be happy in this moment. Calm myself down. So it's an emotional reaction that cigarette has to them. 
So that's why cigarettes are addictive. If there was no commercials out there talking about it being addiction, a lot more people would be able to put it down. And if it is so addictive, so addictive, why are certain people able to go, I'm done? And they're done. And that was me putting down a cigarette because I've done that before. There was times in my life with my mother that she hated it so much, I would pick up smoking. But then when I was like, like smoking, why am I doing this? And realized I was trying to anger, elevate her emotions to a different state. And I realized they were doing nothing for me emotionally, physically, mentally. I could put it down. So is a cigarette really addictive, an addiction? That's where I'm asking these questions. Now, alcohol. Everybody goes out there and drinks alcohol. I mean, not everybody. Some people don't drink alcohol. My 99-year-old mother-in-law tells me she's never had a drink in her life. But then when she's wildly says, I'm drunk. Um, but I believe she's never had alcohol. So not everybody needs to have alcohol. Well, me, it's afraid there are parts of my life because I was afraid I would become addictive. But I never liked alcohol. It never did that for me. It never made me happy when I was sad. It always made me more sad. It never made me happy when I was mad. So I never saw alcohol as something to elevate my emotions. I just saw it increase the emotion I was in. Yes, I've celebrated with champagne before when I've had a promotion or been very happy. Started my company, done this, I've celebrated. So for me, I caused on an addiction. Like I said, emotional eating for me was an addiction because of brought me joy. Don't know how, don't know why. Maybe it was the sugar. Don't know. But think about this too. Everyone in this country, and especially where I live, opioid addiction is on such a rise. A lot of people aren't on opiates because of pain. They're on opiates because of the way it makes them feel, the emotional state it brings them to, the emotional state of happiness. Because if everybody was in that much pain and that's where the addiction came from, it's not. So think about that. Addiction is an emotional state. And like I keep saying, these are addictions we talk about. But there's so many shows out there that are reality TVs that are addictions. So now I'm going to go into one. Hoarding. Watch hoarding. It's hard for me to watch because... We'll talk about this next week. They have OCD, and that's a obsession. But that's next week's topic. I'm not going to go into that because then I'll talk about that. But think about hoarding. Hoarding is something psychologically that they are bringing in all this stuff. Most of it they don't need because a lot of it's trash, but they can't get rid of it because they have an emotional attachment to it. Do you really think they want to keep bags of their feces or cat urine all over their house or cat feces or rash from five years ago? No, it's because there's something in that brings them joy. So hoarding is an addiction. And that's the problem I have with some of these reality shows. One's part of a reality show. Sorry, but I'm going to say this. 
they talk about the steps that they take, but they don't talk about the reasons. They do talk about, well, when did you become a hoarder? But they don't go into, it's an addiction. So you have these shows, but that's an addiction. And why aren't we talking about it, that it is a form of addiction, that having those items in their house or bringing them joy. So what are we going to do? Just take it all out and then try to tell them, figure out how to bring joy back into your life? Because they're not going to find something else. We all have a form of addiction. So that's one. Think about, what is it, my 600-pound body? I can't, I don't know what that show is. Um, but when I was an emotional eater, I would watch that show for the reason, wow, I'm not that bad. Well, at least I'm not bad. I'm not that bad. So I elevated my emotions by watching a show with somebody who's 600 pounds when I was, I hit a good 200 pounds. It could justify to me an emotional eater because nobody, so everyone's on there talking about um, stomach stapling, all these procedures to get rid of the weight. But we're not talking, why don't we have the conversation on how they got there? Why don't we have the conversation on how they are addicted to the food? Sometimes I go into the traumatic events that happen to them. And that's where we go back to a traumatic event that happened to them. Like I talked about hoarding. There was a psychological trauma that happened to them where all of a sudden these are becoming addictive behaviors. What psychological trauma? A lot of the hoarding show was when they lost a child or parent or spouse, a loved one. And they become hoarders because they're trying to gather everything. I just said my mind. They're trying to gather everything that brought them joy in that. So think about that. 600 pound, I don't know the whole name of that. But think about that. When they talk about the traumatic event, I've seen it on, I think, one where they talk about, oh, I was teased at five because I was fat. So I'm just going to be fat for the rest of my life. Well, why don't we work on that part? Why don't we go through the show and talk about how we're working with them on getting away from the food as an addiction and talking more about and putting it out there, the psychological trauma from being a little bit chunky. Hey, I talked about this in one of my first, I think it was my first show. I, at in the fifth grade, was an Amazon. Because I was 5'2", I want to say, in over 125, 30 pounds. I stopped growing, though. I'm only 5'5". Five, five. But I was one of the biggest kids. And that's where emotional eating evolved for me, too. Because that was a traumatic event that happened to me where I was called an Amazon in fifth grade. And I just kept seeing myself as an Amazon woman. So I have body image dysmorphia. But that led to my emotional eating addiction psychological trauma emotional eating amazon they do correlate so let's see we've gone in a little bit of hoarding we've gone into food talked about cigarettes how you know there's people out there it's not an addiction marijuana let's go there so 
Marijuana is not addictive. It is a very good medicinal drug. I do not do the medicinal side of marijuana, but I do use CBD. I was going to say do, 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 but I do use CBD sometimes to help me sleep. So I could be addicted to CBD because it allows me to sleep. That's another thing. But marijuana is preached that it's not addictive. It's not addictive. But if you're using it to obtain emotions, and I'm going to get in a story, and I'm going to keep getting into the story about marijuana because it has affected my family where and people around me where they do smoke every day because, oh, it's not for a pain relief. It's because it makes me feel good. I can relax. My brain can slow down. I just put my hands on my head. I keep forgetting tomorrow this is a podcast. It slows my brain down. I can stop thinking for a moment. That is an addiction because you are trying to elevate or maintain an emotion, or you're trying to suppress the thoughts that are happening within your brain. So it's time for our second break. Wow, the time is flying. I think I could do two hours on psychological trauma and addiction. I think I've gone more into addiction and I can correlate psychological trauma to this. But again, my name is Sandy Bird. You are listening to the Emotional Elevator on Inspired Choices Network. I am being aired right now on Inspired Choices Network. If you're in the chat room, let me know. You also are watching me possibly on Facebook, YouTube, many other platforms. But you can also listen to me tomorrow. If something radiates to you or you want somebody else to listen to me, you can listen to it to me tomorrow on Spotify, Apple, Amazon. Keep forgetting about Amazon. Some of us are addicted to Amazon, aren't we? Anyway. We're going to go to a commercial break. Please stay tuned because I'm going to do a little bit more correlation between psychological trauma and the addiction. How can we start breaking that cycle of addiction? So please stay tuned and join me in the chat or email me, sandy at emotionalelevator.com. But it's time for our second break. Thank you. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. 
Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I am Sandy Bird, and this is Emotional Elevator. And today's topic, of course, is psychological trauma can cause addiction. And I was just talking about marijuana and how marijuana is not an addictive drug, but it's when it's elevating our emotions that it is an addiction. There was a time in my life where I got high every day. And even my children were getting high every day to have that sense of joy, sense of relaxing, sense of quieting down that monkey brain or that mind. But why? Because they have, and I've had, psychological trauma where the mind would race and tell me all these things that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough. The first time I got high was to be popular because I didn't see myself as popular. So when the popular kids were getting high and smoking, what do you think I did? It wasn't necessarily to gain emotions. It was to gain clout, to gain popularity. To gain a part of me that was psychologically traumatized, that I wasn't good enough, that no one liked me, no one wanted to be around me. So what did I do? I used a substance to obtain clout, to obtain popularity, to obtain emotions, because then I continued to get high as things happened in my life to continue to have that elevated emotion. So when I said, does psychological trauma cause addiction? Yes, it does. Because we want something that's happened to us, psychological trauma, and we want something to take the place or to make us feel that worthiness or to make us feel valued or to give us pleasure in our life. So think about when I started the show. I talked about when people passed away in my life. I want to say it started with my best friend when I was in high school, a month away from graduating. And we were all going to a funeral. Very devastating. I'm a senior, about to graduate, and I'm burying my best friend. And what did we do? We got high and took shots again for what to suppress the loss. So I had already experienced how to suppress feelings of loss, feelings of lack to make myself feel better. I even got drunk a couple of times because it helped with my body image dysmorphia. I'm more beautiful when I'm drunk and I'm 
you know, talkative. People will listen to me when I'm drunk and I'm not making sense. Think about that. What is all that? That's what I talked about last week. Psychological trauma. And that's what a lot of this has to do with. We don't just wake up and say, oh, my life is great. So I'm going to go get up. Go get high. No, there's something that attracts us to it. Maybe it's popularity, but why would that attract that to us unless we're not feeling good about ourselves? And that is part of psychological trauma. Think about, you know, opioids in this country and all over the world. People go get an opioid, go get on an opioid. Boy, I'm stumbling on this. An opioid because of a pain. But then all of a sudden, the pain's going away. But man, this is making me feel great. So they continue with it. So they're feeling good. Well, why do they need to feel good? Because of something maybe that they're trying to suppress? Suppress. So it's not just about elevating the emotions. It's about suppressing it. And that's why, and I do remember being at a funeral. I can't remember what funeral this was. And, you know, the collection plate that they send around at a church it was a pickle plate. And I remember this so vividly. And I can't remember whose funeral it was. No, glad I don't because I wouldn't want to air this. But I remember it was like a, a collection plate at the church, but it had like pills in it for everyone to take so we could elevate our emotions and suppress our loss. I would use a foul word right now, but I'm not. That was messed up. So we're basically saying and psychologically traumatizing ourselves, we don't want to feel loss. We don't want to feel anger right now. We don't want to feel hurt. We don't even want to feel good that the person who might have been in pain and died, we don't want to feel good about that either. What we want to do is elevate our emotions at this funeral or we want to suppress what we're feeling. That's wrong. That is what gets us into these addictive behaviors. When we choose a substance, food, clothing, trinkets, marijuana, alcohol, smoking. There's many. I've seen shows on weird addictions. Um, eating chalk, I think, was one of them. Bath salt, all that kind of stuff. People are doing to either suppress an emotion from a psychological trauma or to elevate their emotions because they don't know how to work on that psychological trauma. And see, and that's why I am your trauma addiction life and spiritual coach, because it's realizing diving deep into what is that psychological trauma and how can we use natural, being out in nature or going for a walk or dumping in a luminous lagoon to elevate your emotions. Because you don't need something to elevate your emotions. You don't need something to suppress your emotions because we were given emotions so we can go through them. I don't know anyone in their life that hasn't experienced loss. And it's wrong for us to say, no, you should suppress that. You shouldn't feel that. I don't know anyone in their life that's never been angry. You should feel anger. 
and feel. What does it feel like in my body? What do I feel like when I'm angry? Is it a good feeling? Is it a bad feeling? Go through that as I'm pounding on my chest. And if you're listening to me, you're not going to hear that or see that. But that's what I'm saying. We have all these emotions and we need to learn to regulate them ourselves and not use a substance, food, clothing. There's even more. People pleasing, I think, is, is, is a form of addiction. When we go out and we do everything for everybody else and not for ourselves because it makes us happy, but then we're really miserable. That's an addiction. So what is it you can do to start elevating your emotions and stop suppressing them? Stop eating. I mean, I don't fully stop eating, but journal around it. I am a big, and I'm going to write a journal, a big person on journal. When I am somewhere where anger is not the emotion I want to experience, this is what I do. Thank you. I acknowledge you, anger. But right now, I don't want to feel angry. So revisit me later. Because maybe it's something someone did to trigger me. So that's why anger came up. And in the moment, I'm just letting it go. But going back to it, I keep my phone on me a lot. And people think I'm texting. My husband always says, you're texting now. But sometimes when something triggers me, because I want to be in the moment and I want to be happy because this is a joyous time. But maybe someone walked by and said something that triggered me. So I text a text to myself or send myself an email or even put a note in my phone. And then I go back and journal around it. And that's why I'm a firm believer of journals. Because when you're feeling something, feel it. Don't try to suppress it. Don't try to elevate it. I mean, especially when we're happy. We always want to be happy. Who doesn't want to be happy? But if you've got to use something as little as food or buy something that you're never going to wear, hello, but Will loves me or did love me because I don't do it anymore. But about two years ago, Goodwill loved me because they got clothes with tags on it that I bought because I was trying to elevate my emotions. And they got brand new high dollar items with tags on it. Could have sold it online. But there was a part of me that was like, nah, I'm too lazy. I don't want to do that. That's another part of psychological trauma. I wasn't too lazy. I just thought I could bring joy to somebody else because in the moment I did have that joy. But that's what all of this is about is we can work together to work on that psychological trauma because a lot of people get in these addictive behaviors or get into these addictions, eating chalk, bath salts, I forget, I think is one. Oh, cat and dog hair. I remember watching that one. They're addicted to it because of something that nobody has uncovered. Let's make a reality show out of it and not talk about what's causing the addiction. And that's what my problem is with a lot of reality shows, because we're not talking about the psychological trauma that caused the addiction. We just want to glorify the addiction. We think it's fun 
to glorify someone's psychological trauma that is causing a rare addiction or an addiction. Oh, let's not get that alcoholic help. Let's just take their license away from them. Or let's put them in a treatment. The problem is, and my mother, yes, we did an intervention with her. My mom's gone. I think the intervention was probably 10 years ago. She did not show up. She had been an alcoholic for probably 30 years, 40, mm, 40 years, 40 years by then. She wasn't ready to give it up. So that's, a, we'll continue to talk about this because again, it's almost time for our last break. Oh my gosh. Like I said, I could talk about this for two hours. My name is Sandy Bird. You're listening to me on Emotional Elevator on the Inspired Choices Network. You are either watching me on Inspired Choices Network or on Facebook or on YouTube or on many other platforms. But if you're watching me now and you want to watch me again, you can watch me on YouTube or Inspired Choices Network. Or you can listen to me tomorrow on Spotify, Apple Radio, and many other podcast platforms. So we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we will continue to talk about psychological trauma can cause addiction and how to break the cycle and what you can do to start breaking the cycle of it. But remember, if you want to reach out to me and get into a good conversation about this or even work with me, you can reach me at sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Or look it up, emotionalelevator.com, and you will go to my website. So we are going to our last break. Thank you for joining me. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Well, welcome back. Again, my name is Sandy Bird on Emotional Elevator. And like we've been talking about, psychological trauma can cause addiction. And next week's topic is addiction or obsession. Because there is a difference. But before we went to the break, I was talking about alcoholism and addictions within my family. And as I was talking about the suppressing of emotions and the traumas. So 
there's so many reality shows out there, like I was talking about, that talk about addictions, hoarding, 600 pounds, I don't even know what the name of the show, and weird addictions. I remember that being a big show. I'm watching them. But when are we going to have a reality show that associates addiction with the psychological trauma? Because we need to start working on these psychological traumas and addictions. So think about another addiction, um, which was an addiction for me. Because at one point I did suffer from a little bit of blemishes. And I was addicted to oxyclean, I think it was called, whatever it was called. And I would literally almost take the skin off my face. That would cleanse it so bad because I'd gotten a zit and I got teased about it. There was many teenagers that are that gotta take a pill or something to get rid of the blemish because of something someone said to them. So what I was talking about too was about elevating your emotions so you don't have that addiction because we all have a form of addiction there's people out there that have body dysmorphia that go out and bodybuild and do um obsessive lifting or something like that because they were teased that they were scrawny or something so that is associated with psychological trauma but what can we do to elevate our emotions so we don't have to take on that addiction. And like I was talking about journaling and just being aware when you have, when you're sad, embrace sadness, embrace it. Why am I being sad? Oh, it is sad. I talked about, I lost um, my husband and I say our child because we couldn't have children together. That was our child. I lost our child. Our dog, our Ava. And yes, it hurts. But for the first time in my life, I could embrace loss. Am I sad? Yes. Oh, go down. What I figured out right away, my dog was suffering. I put humans out of their misery if they were suffering. I wish we could, but we can't. And I gave my dog the freedom to go back to heaven and run around with all the other dogs up there that I've had in my life, my husband's had in life, and stop the suffering. But yeah, was I crying? Do I still cry at night when I get in bed and she's not there? Yeah. But at the same time, I can embrace the sadness, but also turn it around and make evidence why I can be happy also in this moment that she doesn't have to suffer. Because she's suffered. And as much as I want her here, do I want her to suffer from my joy? No. But now I know I don't need to run to the kitchen and grab the gallon of ice cream because my dog passed away and I need to suppress it because I should not feel lost and I should not be angry and I shouldn't be sad. I should feel joy all the time. That's bullcrap. We should be able to feel all of our emotions and be okay with it. But instead, we need to walk around with these fake faces 
in these fake feelings. So we take something or we, gosh, thinking about taking something, people who are addicted to stealing. Think about that. There's people addicted to stealing. And I remember there was an actress. I wish I would have looked this up. People are addicted to stealing as an addiction. What are they trying to fulfill? Maybe the lack of, maybe they didn't have anything. They, I don't know. You don't know. That's another investigation for me. But next week, we are going to dive into addiction versus obsession. Because some people even have those mixed. And how psychological trauma can play a part in both of those. But it's okay to feel your emotions. Be happy you have the emotions. Because there are some people who don't have that because they lacked that part of their brain where they don't have emotions. They can't feel pain. They can't feel sorrow. They can't feel that. So think about all the many emotions, 400 emotions in a day. How many of those do you want to suppress? How many do you want to elevate? Oh, I was told Winona Ryder was the thief. He stealed because she had some psychological trauma there. But think about that. We have 400, this is on my first show. We have over 400 emotions in a day. How many of them do you want to suppress? How many of them do you want to elevate? Why do you not want to feel all 400? That's amazing. 400 emotions in a day, amazing. So thank you for joining me tonight. My name again is Sandy Bird. You can reach me at Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. And please share this. If you have friends that have addictions, emotional eaters, hoarders, retail addictions. But again, thank you for joining me tonight on Emotional Elevator. I am Sandy Bird. Next week, addiction versus obsession. That should be just as exciting. And wow, I could have continued to talk, but I ran out of time. And thank you again. Thank you for listening to the emotional elevator show sandy returns wednesdays at 7 p.m eastern 6 p.m central 5 p.m mountain 4 p.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com until then start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve